Today's show is pre-recorded. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. This one today I want to share with you uh, is for all of us. Uh, and here it is. There is a solution to all of your problems and situations. If you don't know what your next move is, that's a good one. I don't, I don't care what it is. If, if, if the relationship you're in is all wrong and you don't know how to get out of it, it doesn't matter. There's a solution to all your problems and situations. That solution to all your problems, that way to make all your dreams come true, the, the, the way around a lot of this and the, to, the, the, the weakness that you feel at times. Is prayer. Prayer, a connection with your creator. Could that be the thing that's missing in your life? I'm just asking. Because whenever I get a little bit off track, all I got to do is thank just a moment. Steve, have you been have you been praying, man? Have you been connecting with your creator? I know you're busy, man. I know you're busy. And I know at the end of the day, you done, you're done. And sometimes crawling into bed is all you can manage to do. I've said this. It happened to me last night. Again, I did all of this. But when I look and when I see things not moving or I don't feel like things are going in the right direction or I have a sense of being stagnant, all I got to do is retrace it. 
because I'm working. There's no doubt about that I'm working. But am I staying connected? Am I using that weapon that's available to all of us? Am I praying? And the answer is usually no. And so I know, okay, okay, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off track here. Because, see, let me tell you something, man. The reason, the, the reason I constantly talk to God is because life constantly changes. People who said they was going to do something for you one day have changed their mind the next. Somebody you thought was going to show up that day, called in late, had an accident, and couldn't make it. That changes the parameters of everything. The meeting you had set up that had to be canceled because somebody was ill, that changes the parameters, the time frame of everything because it's all connected. So if I don't stay in constant prayer and stay connected to the creator when these things happen, I've not put in my bid. I've not talked to him about how to handle it or I'm just not aware of it and what to do next. And the next thing you know, it becomes a little stagnant. That has happened to me. I got to get back. Because prayer is the solution to all of my problems and situations. I have found that to be the case. Now, the only reason I'm telling it to you is because I know if you anything like me slash human being, then there are times that you feel anxious. There's moments of desperation. You have moments of uncertainty. There are times when you feel like you've lost your way or you or your purpose is a little blurred. You're not sure anymore. Or you don't know what your next move is or the relationship you in or the relationships you dabbling in. They're just all wrong for you. Man, there is a solution to all your problems and situations and it's prayer. If you're suffering from any of the things I just listed or any other thing you could think of, just check your prayer. What has your prayer been lately about it? And this is for everybody. I often find when I get that disconnection, man, my my prayer done slipped off. I start feeling a little bit less, so I got to jump back on it. I'm just offering you a solution to it, man. And 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 I'm giving you a solution that works one thousand percent for sure. See, I ain't guessing at this one. I'm telling you what has happened in my life, how I did it, and it'll do for you. God is filled with mercy and grace. He knows we all messed up. He knows all of us have done some jacked up things that don't nobody know about. He know all about our past, man. He know all of that. But he is so full of grace and mercy, so full of 55th chances. But you know the thing about your life, though, and the thing I had to come to terms with, and the reason I don't let my, my I, the reason I don't let my past bury me, the reason I don't let my past define me, is because my past, I found out, were just the ingredients needed for me to make this cake I'm eating now. My past is just my ingredients. See, you, you don't get rid of your past. The, it, they, ain't, they ain't gone nowhere. They are the ingredients. But when you put them with something else, they look better. They taste better. It is better. All of our past are just the ingredients that have become the cake we eating now. 
Now, if you don't like the way your cake tastes, then you got to start putting some other ingredients in there. Just because you started off and your cake was messed up don't mean you can't straighten out the flavor of your cake. You got to put some different ingredients in there. So let's say your cake is trifling tasted. It's bitter. Your cake is bitter. Well, you got to dilute the bitterness. You got to put some more goodness in there. So you got to put some goodness ingredients to, to take away the taste of the bitterness. So you got to put some different ingredients in there. You got to start living your life a little more kindly, a little more thoughtful, a little more sharing, a little more caring. And then after a while, man, those new ingredients combined with that bitter, it starts overshadowing the bitter taste because the bitter taste is further behind you now. See, something that happened to you 12, 15, 30, 25, 16 years ago ain't got to be the flavor that's in your mouth now unless you let it be. It's the ingredients, man. If you're sick of the way your cake tastes, then change your ingredients. Put something else in your cake mix so you can get a better taste. If you don't like the way your life tastes, pray. I've been hearing my mama say it for years. Boy, prayer changes things. Don't my mama, you say it to me all the time. I say it to my TV audiences when they come see me on the talk show. Before I walk off stage, I tell them these words my mother said. I said, my mother used to always tell me this, and it's bailed me out, and it might do the same thing for you. I said, whenever I get in trouble, I hear her words. She said, son, don't forget to pray. Don't be ashamed to pray, and don't be too proud to pray, because prayer Prayer changes things, and you better believe something. It 100% show do. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, let me have it. Your undivided attention. Again, by the grace of God, is here. What is it, Steve, that's here? The show. The start of it. What's the blessing in this, Steve? We here, too. You know, this show can't start without you. You do know that, don't you? So if we are here for it, that's the blessing. Steve Harvey Morning Show, not in full company today, but plenty. I I can roll with these three right here. Let's go, Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve. Let's roll with it, baby. Yeah. Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, Steve and crew? This here fool. Yay, yay. The nephew is in the bill. That's it. Yes, sir. No, no. Done it many uh-huh. times with just these folks. Good <laughs> enough for me. Junior's what? out still birthday in and stuff, so that's good mm-hmm. for him. Vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Kicking know. it. How was your day yes. yesterday? Did you work family feud? You double duty in? Yeah. Good morning, radio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been real interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Had two people almost pass out on the show. What? What happened? Last week. Just old people, you know. They, one of them was a panic attack. We went to commercial break. She knew she was next. That was it. Oh. Just oh, had a little anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. No, we can't What did do you that, do? Okay. The question is, what did you do? Oh, I walked straight off stage. <laughs> Why are we not surprised? Stupid. You know you're going to say something. <laughs> I, I get clear of all lawsuits. <laughs> they don't help nobody. They be sick. Hey, hey, she was between her husband and her son. 
And and the husband said, call 911, please. Cool. Let me move my ass out the way. Back to my dress. How's that? How's call 911 a a, a, a signal for you to move? I ain't got no phone. So I know you can't call me. And by I can't get no phone. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So uh-huh. somebody on this set, somebody, it was in the mic, everybody heard it. Mm, right. So was she Something's okay? wrong. Call okay. now. She was perfectly fine. She just suffered from anxiety. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, she knew she yeah. was next. I she got nervous. That's yeah. all that was. Just hit the little panic button. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday in Detroit, yesterday her family was from Detroit, and mm-hmm. she was in the huddle with her family, black family. Mm-hmm. And she said in the huddle, I don't feel well. And the whole audience heard her. Because, you know, you be mic'd. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And the whole audience heard her and started pointing at her. Mm-hmm. Now, and I then so what happened? I went the other way. <laughs> you didn't you see what happened? Just, all they have to do, that's like, you know, if any of us get sick, <laughs> you know you do the same thing. Yeah. You know, we've all yeah. been sick. And uh-huh. he called, how you doing? Clear, uh-huh. once you start Clear the lawsuit. <laughs> well, we not going to sue you. you. Well, that's no why I don't go over there because we ain't finna find out. You know, Steve was over here and he said, oh, Steve Harvey was over there? Did he all cause right. the anxiety? <laughs> We're going to switch gears because... Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, it is time for Ask the CLO. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for Ask the CLO. The Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one, CLO, is from Melinda in Augusta, Georgia. Melinda writes, I'm a 56-year-old married woman, and I'm having an affair with a truck driver. He was passing through town, and I met him at my son's barbershop. He's made several trips to see me, and we had sex for the first time on his last visit. He wants me to ride to Charleston with him one weekend for a romantic giveaway. Uh, getaway. My marriage is uh, troubled and this affair is a lot cheaper than counseling. The trucker does not know I'm married. Should I tell him or should what? I enjoy one last rendezvous with him? What? Well, you gotta tell the man you marry. Yeah. Because then, the then but, but yeah, you got to tell him now so he'll know what he in. Because see, he got to be on point. What he can't do is have your husband roll up on him and he go, who the hell is this? Because he's he going to think you his. Drive, but you know, you saying this affair is, is better than therapy. I don't know. What, I mean, look, I ain't knocking what you're doing. I understand. But you know, you 56. Hell yeah, you got to tell this man you married. Or oh, one more. One more what? Your marriage <laughs> in trouble. Yeah. Don't she be just want to ride down the street, on. She just want to ride down the street and enjoy mm-hmm. one more time. That's awesome. But Tommy, right. you and I both know this stuff ain't free. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, you finna on. go for a weekend and your husband ain't gonna ask yeah, where you what, at. What are you talking about? It's gonna all end in an ass whooping, but it's just how much you get in before <laughs> your favorite that. thing, you know Tommy. That's it's your favorite all thing. All in in an ass whooping, but just how much of this weekend you get in. 
Don't do it. All right, moving on, CLO. Tanya in Tyler, Texas says, my mom and my dad have decided they're in an open marriage and it shocked me and my siblings. My mom is a retired teacher and my dad is a retired principal. I don't think my mom fully knows what an open marriage is. My dad is reaping all of the benefits and I saw him with a woman in the car last week at Walgreens. My mom has always done whatever pleases my dad and she doesn't like to rock the boat as she always says. Should I tell her what an open marriage truly is or do I mind my business? Your mama ain't stupid. Your mama know what an open marriage is. It, it say open. We in a marriage that's open. You ain't even got to be smart to know what that is. You know, you, all these years you've been in a closed off marriage, now all of a sudden it's open. Mm-hmm. So your mama know what that means. She's an now, if your mama's, <laughs> I mean, look, right. I mean, look, yeah. you, they, you can Google that. Yeah. <laughs> you can Google open marriage now. You ain't got to wonder what it is. Stay out your way. You don't know what your mama doing, though. What See, you think, uh, because what because thought, women man. are way slicker. Yeah. So if I was you, I'd just go on stay out the way. Mm-hmm. What you think her let, daddy let doing at Walgreens? What are they getting over there? <laughs> <laughs> what you think they getting out of Walgreens? I just want to ask. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Foley in Little Rock, Arkansas says, I'm close friends with one of my co-workers and we hung out over the weekend and his girlfriend tagged along. We got totally wasted and his girlfriend was flirting with me all night. I drove my co-worker and his girl home and he passed out in the back seat. I carried him inside and I helped Come him on. into the bed. His girlfriend turned to me and asked if I wanted to do a quickie. I was drunk, so of course I did. The worst part is he's planning to propose to her. Do I drop yeah. to him about her or leave it alone? Oh, Boy. Man. Let me ask you something, Foley. <laughs> Let me just ask you that. What you finna say to your best friend that's gonna make you think two things. First of all, y'all ain't finna be best friends no damn more. You ain't no best friend. <laughs> well, he said close. <laughs> well, he said close. We close friends. Yeah. <laughs> See, Carla, but in the man world, though, if you that's close that's... friends, then we boys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. 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 I, I I was wrong for calling them best friends, but if we boys though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Any way you look at it. Mm-hmm. And now he gonna propose to her. Mm-hmm. You want a quickie, right? Quick. Yeah. And he was drunk. He blamed it on that, so he did it. And they work together. Do they work? Together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and the guy. Ooh. Ooh. He gonna stab you with a forklift oh truck. Oh my god! This is really ugly. <laughs> with a what? what? A forklift what? truck. Oh, no. In your damn back. Lights out. Mm-hmm. Well, you better keep your damn mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. and leave his girl alone. Yep. Soon to be wife. All of that. Mm-hmm. All right, right uh, moving on. Shantae and Gary says, uh, I'm a 44-year-old single woman and I need your advice. My great uncle passed away in May and he left me as his beneficiary. He left me two houses and his two ex-wives each want one and feel their children should get the houses. I'm tired of arguing with them and I need the money from the sale of the houses. Do I give them the option of living in the houses while I still own them or do I sell both houses and let them all stay mad? Didn't you say them was his ex-wives? Yeah, ex-wives 
And he left her the Bye. houses. Mm-hmm. Right. And he left a 44-year-old girl the house. Yes. Yeah. He's, Bye. She's a beneficiary. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. He Those knew, were his he wishes. Did, yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't want them to have the house. He For wanted you to have the house. Mm-hmm. Bye. Because you the ex-wife, you ain't entitled to nothing. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'm selling the houses. Because she needs the money anyway. They ain't going to let that house sell if, if you try to sell that house. If what you, you mean? let them get in that house, you'll never get them out that house. I'm telling right. you right now, man. Man, talk all You facts. can't get people out. Lead them, mm-hmm. lead, lead them where they at. No, nah, they mm-hmm. can't stay there. Yes. Nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> hell no. <nah. laughs> yeah, That's a headache, man. Yeah, she stopped. She's, she, she's tired of arguing with them. Don't you ain't got to argue with Don't them. Argue with you, you change your number. Yep. Change them locks in your number. Mm-hmm. Get, get some realtors and get them houses on the market. Immediately. That's right. That's they were his That's ex-wives right. for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those and you're the beneficiary wishes. for a reason. X means something. <laughs> <laughs> the X is powerful. Yeah. yeah All right, CLO. Thank you, as always. Coming up next, it is the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, our good friend and family member, Earthquake, will be in the building. He's got a lot of good stuff coming up in his career. We're so happy for him. Can't wait for that. But right now, the nephew is here. We can't wait for him either. He's here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Three-minute remarks. Three-minute remarks. Now, you all, you know, come on. Shirley Carly, we've all been to funerals, and most people do what? Five, ten. Yeah, yeah. They make it and all I mean, about they them. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> are you serious right now? Uh-huh. This right here is three minute remarks, y'all. Take a listen. Come on, cat. Hello. Uh, yes, I'm trying to reach a brother, Keith. Please. Yeah, this is Keith. Uh, Keith, how you doing? This is Lawrence over at Hill Funeral Home. Okay. We are the ones that have the, uh, uh, doing the funeral for Sister Dolores. And that is uh, your aunt. Yeah. Am, I, am I understanding right? Yeah, that's Monty. Okay. And as you know, the funeral is uh, this coming Thursday. Yes, I'll be there Thursday. Uh, I'm giving you a call uh, because uh, it's been brought to my attention uh, that you were going to be giving remarks for the funeral. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I wanted to call you because we're getting ready to print the programs for the funeral and let you know that they have taken you off for the remarks uh, because they say that you're not going to be. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean taking me off? Well, what I'm saying is they say that you're not going to abide by the two, three-minute rule that they have for remarks, and they wanted, they've they taken you off. And uh, uh, who, who, who is they? Who, who, hold on, come out, come out. Who, who, what's the name again? Uh, Lawrence. I'm Lawrence. I'm the actual funeral director. Lawrence. And who, who told you to take me off? Uh, okay. One of the okay. one of the family members, I'm assuming, is who who uh, made the adjustment. And an adjustment that ain't no adjustment. That's that's changing the whole program. Who else is on the list? 
Uh, I mean, there's quite a few family members doing different things uh, uh, throughout the funeral. Okay. Uh, so how did you get to my name is what I'm trying to figure out. They said that listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, Brother Keith, listen to me. What they said is that you weren't going to abide by the time. You weren't going to do your remarks in three minutes or less. Listen, now, listen, listen, listen. My auntie raised me. She put me through college. And you think I'm going finna, I'm finna to go up there on her funeral and be under two minutes? Well, it, 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 well listen, listen Brother Keith. Brother Keith, listen to me. Normally when we have these funerals, uh, people who give remarks, we have them three minutes or less. Okay, okay, so I I tell you I tell you what, Mr. Lawrence, who's on the list? Is Sheila on the list? Uh, Sheila on the list. We have a Sheila. Yes, there's a Sheila that's singing. Take uh, her name off the list. Take her off the list and put me where she's supposed to be with my turn and her time. Is 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 Bobby Jr. on there too? I, uh, I better not be on there. Bobby, now yes, Bobby Jr. is giving remarks. Hell, that's a, what. That's that's Dolores's that's Miss Dolores's son, right? Yes, her son, the one that been locked up. He just got out of jail. Truth be told, he the one down there put her in the coffin. You need to take him off the list too. Give me all that time, cause I'll be if, if but, I ain't gonna take nothing. I'm off Brother Keith, let me let me let me just say this to you. I cannot take Sheila or Bobby Jr. off. I can't make any alterations to this program unless they say that what I can. Mean? Sir, what you mean? You already, you already taking, you already taking people name off. You taking my name off. Like, but the, but they, 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 they orchestrated this though. Who the, who the is they? Who is they? They finna have a motherfucking problem. They try to take me off my auntie program. Who is they? Sir, I, I'm not gonna get into a family matter, but until they say that you, you can be on. You're already in a family matter. Sir, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to have this, this turn out to be bad. And we want to have a great home going for Sister Dolores. Okay. Damn right. And if I don't get to say nothing, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, it's gonna be a two for one in there. Somebody else gonna get their in the cover too. I guarantee you that. If I don't get to say nothing at my auntie's funeral, my auntie didn't pay for my college. I didn't put six thousand dollars in the funeral. I bet you, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, Mr. Lawrence, I bet you whether I'm on the program or not, I bet you I say what the f I want to, I bet you that much, you tell they that. I didn't, my auntie didn't put me through college. I didn't put money on the funeral. I call around and see who ain't putting no money on the funeral. Tell them they can't be on the program. Man. Uh, uh, Keith, they, they, when they decide who who who's on it if they change the the format then i will call you back who who the f is they that's what i'm trying to get get you on the who is they can i can i tell you something and and i don't want you to get too irate okay okay go ahead go ahead, go ahead man go ahead i, I just want to say this keep with this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked. You just got pranked by your cousin Bobby Junior. You bull. <laughs> I'm Bobby Junior up. I promise that. I'm kicking Bobby. I know that. that, that I mean, my blood pressure is all up. I ain't got time to be playing, man.
taking me on the damn program. <laughs> I'm kicking Bobby ass. I know that. Oh, Bobby said, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby said y'all grew up like brothers, man, and, and you was that, you was basically another son of Mr. Lord. That's right? Yes, yes, I was, man. Oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, let me ask you this, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Come on, I think you know. I really that that's like a standing ovation right there. I, y- y'all ought to be on y'all. Y'all ain't on y'all feet. Huh? Take take Bobby Jr. and Sheila off the program. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Bobby Jr. and Sheila. And Sheila. Uh, off the program. You put me through college. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, what you talking about? No, I'm speaking. Speak. Mm-hmm. You play too much, nephew. <laughs> what's the longest y'all seen somebody at a funeral? Uh, what? How, what's the longest you seen somebody go when they doing some remarks? Oh, at over five. Least well, five. Fifteen well, five. minutes yeah. at oh. least. How long, Steve? Dog, at my boy Juan funeral, mm-hmm. a dude stood up there 30 minutes. No. That's Nobody wet. brought Hold him up. down? Hey, man, hey, man, at my partner's funeral, I don't want to say his name, mm-hmm. but a dude went up there with an Apple laptop, opened it up, and read all his remarks off a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I was so damn mad. (laughs) All right, coming up at the top of the hour, earthquake in the building. Quake will be here right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, as promised, we got special guests this morning. Family. I'm talking about family for real. That's right. We got a special guest. He's a comedian. Actor, radio personality, got a lot of great things going on. He's back on tour, still doing his radio show Monday through Thursday, but he got some big projects coming up. And like I said, he family. We go back like Cadillac seats. Mm. Ace Boone Coon, buzz it back, buddy. (laughs) Back when barbecue was B O B B Y. Ladies and gentlemen, none other than the infamous, the notorious, that damn earthquake. Yeah. Morning, Quake. What's up, Quake? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Good to be back with Steve Harvey, baby. Good to be here, baby. Boy, you don't understand, Quake. I remember the first time I met you. I was in my hotel room in Mobile, Alabama, and you know, my I wasn't making it then, so my room faced the parking lot. You could see my dough from the damn street. And a knock came on the door, and I went to the door, and I looked out the mirror, and I saw this black dude, so I had a knife, and I stuck it in the back of my pants, and I opened the door, and it was brother named Earthquake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, hey man, my name Earthquake. I'm a comedian. I've been following you, man. I just want to learn from you. I mean, I was in the Navy. I ain't believe that because I know black people can't swim that good. So <laughs> I didn't believe he was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I met Earthquake. Quake, what the hell going on? 
Man, first of all, I want to say thank you, man. Things are going great. You know, the pandemic working. I'm back out here. But you know, a little coronavirus can't keep a brother from South D.C. down. So I was still getting that money. That compa- <laughs> The capacity wasn't what it is. But like you said, he's a little bit paid something. So I took that little bit, and now it's back open. And um, in two weeks, man, me and Dave Chappelle will be filming my first Netflix special in Washington, D.C. on the 31st of July and the 1st of August. And I also got my first lead in a movie. So that's what's happening for me, Steve. Go ahead. What? It's working on out over here, baby. I'm about to change them numbers because you told me a long time ago, when the numbers change, the number got to change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the numbers change, the number got to change. And if you try to leave your phone number the same when your digits change, yeah, they got something for your ass. First of all, let's just get this out the way. Now, Quake, you got an upcoming Netflix comedy special. Dave Chappelle is on the show with us. Tell us about the special. When is it going to air? Where you going to shoot it? What can we expect? Come on. Well, you know, um, we're shooting it July 31st and the 1st. Dave called me at the president of Netflix, called my agent, said he wanted to do a deal with me and um, produce my special. And we've been collaborating it on for the last month and a half. I went to uh, Vegas with him and everything, and we filmed it at the Bethesda Blues Comedy Club. Uh, I mean, Supper Club. Tickets already sold out. We already done on that. We sold out in the first four hours on it. It was done. And uh, we should shooting it on the 31st and the 1st. Uh, we had an August uh, release date when we were doing it in June. So I don't know when the release date is going to be now. Took care of me very, very well. And uh, life <laughs> yeah. is good, man. <laughs> very so, well. Yes, so Tommy. let me ask you this. So Chappelle is producing it? Yes, he is. Wow. Man, that's I so think that's big. big man. That's yeah. big, baby. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. He negotiated the whole deal. And everything. He did it all. You deserve it. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on, Quake. Quake, Chappelle negotiate your deal? Yes, he did. Oh, you got paid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Is that that other money, huh? Is that that other money? (laughs) Because Chappelle has a relationship at Netflix that's probably as big as any other. And there's no stand up with with a bigger platform on Netflix than Chappelle. Ain't nobody done number Chappelle done on Netflix. Nobody. Not at that stand-up. That boy's two stand-up things was so cold. Yeah. Uh, first time yes. I saw him, I was in Africa. I said, I was hollering. Yes. What is wrong? What is, Mr. Harvey, what is wrong? Ain't nothing wrong, I'm hollering. <laughs> so, Quake, so Quake, man, so give me an idea, man. I mean, I don't, I don't want no bits or nothing, but what can they expect, man? I mean, how, how you going to go well, about this? Man, the way we have nothing but number one, back and forth, from the beginning what? to the end. Nothing but number one, sir. Hey, all wait, the way, did you all say nothing but number one? None but number one, sir. That, that, <laughs> number one when I walk theory. on. Yeah. That's the theory. From number one, nothing but number one. God, dog, boy, I bet that thing ain't going to be funny, man. Your ass is mm. ignorant. Well, you know, life is good, man. Uh, y'all seen that? I got a woman in my life, man, and uh, changed my whole life around. I've been rolling nothing but seven since. I know how you feel now, Steve. I know the importance of having a real woman. Had I met this woman before 
You know, uh, <laughs> I'd have never messed with none of the women I ever been in my life. You know what I mean? Ooh. You know the quality. What? She's you know the quality. She's no, you just know the you just know the significance of what a woman is. You know what I mean? And the value of a woman. And I, it's nothing against the women that I've been with. It's just that had I been with her, I would have asked more of the women that I was with. Now that I know what a real woman's value really is, contributing to what and what I am. We're going to be talking with Earthquake this morning. When we come back, we're going to find out the Netflix special, the movie, what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with the legend that is Earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we back. Our special guest this morning, comedian, actor, radio personality, friend of this radio show for years, a friend of mine for a long, long time. Uh-huh. Me and Quake been knowing each other when I had it wrong both times. Mm. Me and Quake go back to the 80s. Yes. Yeah. We was in the day. I met Quake before I met Cedric the Entertainer. I met I met Ced in '89. I met Quake before that. That's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Quake, I didn't think I would ever hear you say what you just said. What? I think, damn it, I'm finna cry. <laughs> I ain't think I ever hear Earthquake say nothing like this, man. Wow. I've been knowing this boy for a long time. Well, you asked me that time. You said, Quake, you ever see yourself ever get married again? I'm like, no, nah, ain't no way. It's it. And uh, I didn't know the significance of what it is to have a woman that's yours, that is, that was put here to enhance of who you are. And it changed my life, and it made me say to myself, had I known this exists or what the quality of what I have that exists, it would have changed my whole standard for every other woman I ever would have messed with wow. in my life. So it, it now I, I I say something and I tell my friends, you know, take sex off the equation with any woman that you be with. Would you be with her if you wasn't intimate with her? And I asked myself, I said, no, because now I understand, <laughs> you know, what it is wow. to have a woman of substance in your life to make you a better man off of it. And those will be my qualifications from, till, from death to the day I leave this earth. When a woman can um, do things for you without you asking and be there to assist you and boost your confidence and have your back and make you a better man, I always knew. I told a joke a long time. I said, I'm always one good woman from making it. And um, and I never had that. And then when I got one, I said, so, you know what I'm saying? So I knew I was lacking it, that I wasn't going to never meet my potential until I found that person to be with me that enhanced me and made me a better man. So it came apart, and then things have just been rolling ever since, see? And you said you know, lighter, happier, wow. Quake. That's you deep. Do. Oh, yeah. yeah. You do. See, Quake, what happens is you didn't, you couldn't have been this earlier. Because you didn't know this existed. Exactly. You in that space I was in. I didn't know this existed. So it wasn't nothing to want. (laughs) I I just thought, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I thought this is how it went. Yeah, exactly. I thought you just drove the car till you ran into the wall, crash, burn, get your ass out. Get in another car, run that (laughs) one into the wall. Till it crash, burn, get your ass. And then some people I know just stay in the car while it's burning. <laughs> I've been all of them. 
<laughs> oh, doggy. I know, man. Hey, Quake, hold on right quick, man. We'll be back. Sit tight. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back with the one and only Earthquake. So, Quake, let me ask you this question, man. Uh, you, uh, your radio show that's on Sirius, man, uh, it's on Channel 96, and it's called uh, Quake's House. Tell us about it. Yeah, we got the number one radio show on Sirius XM. Shout out to Kevin Hart. He gave me a break. Um, Open up nice. when he did Kevin Hart's radio, and I've been with him. Soon as his inaugural, and uh, we three years deep. We took the show to number one, and um, we continue on to get it done. It's called Quake House. Kick it to my house till you get to your house. You can always come to my house because my house is clean because I got that vaccine, baby. You know what yeah, I'm the only Delta we mess with is Delta Airlines over here, baby. <laughs> hey man, do you have a, uh, uh, do you have any co-hosts on the show? No, it's just me. I just bring a different group of four to five comedians, and we talk about different subjects, different uh, segments, and um, I bring them in, and we we go for two hours, and then I bring in four more on the next time. It's just me, Steve. Hey, Quake, because I went, you got a deal, just you. Number one. Oh, that's what we doing now. No, man, but I've been, I've been, I've been rolling with this crew solid. So long, man. I, I really couldn't even see myself doing radio without these folks here, man. If they, uh, seriously, if they came and said, we're going to take them from you, you can have this, man. I ain't coming in here. Yeah. I mean that. No, for real, though. I ain't coming in here. Without y'all, the hell I'm coming. Who going to make me come? <laughs> <laughs> see, Shirley, Shirley called and make me come to work. I, if they ain't here, what I'm coming to Tommy can't make me come to work, man. I got to be looking for his ass half the Mondays out here. <laughs> Quake, man, I want to say congratulations to you, man, because I've known you the whole time, man. I've always thought that you was that cat, man, that was deserving of it. You know, I'm going to tell you something, man, we've never told you. When we were talking about the Kings originally, your name came in the hat. It's just Walter Latham didn't know who you were. He didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after Bernie passed, you know, we were talking about remaking the Kings. Just for a minute, we we decided not to. And we said we need somebody to go up there in in place of Bernie to represent because he's going to do some things. And your name came up again, man. I just wanted you to always know, man, you were always thought of. In that real select group of brothers, man, that knew how this was. That's that's why really why Chappelle then came and got you, and that's why uh, 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 Kevin Hart gave you a shot on the radio. Cause those of us that did it at a high level, Quake, we know we knew exactly who the hell you was. Cause your ass on that stage, man, is Woo, a damn beast. full blown Woo, gorilla, beast. man. You ain't nothing to play with. One, one thing about you, you get your knee on they on the, on their neck, they ass is in trouble. Can't breathe. You deserve it, Quake. You deserve <laughs> you it. You, you really a legend, do, man. Quake. You are Thank you. And I want to tell y'all, Shirley, Mississippi Monica, Steve, you know it, but Tommy and Carla, man, y'all have supported me for my whole career. Let me come on, man. And just to say that I know you, Steve, you don't even know. And you help me through so much of your, the morning when you give. I have one of your 
things that gets me through every day. And the one that killed, that gets me through every day is certain people going to hate me because I pick peace over drama <laughs> and distance <laughs> over disrespect. I live on that, bro. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? You yeah. dropped that on me, and I needed that at that particular time. You have always, and I just want to let you know, you have always given me those gems, man, that you don't even know you were talking to me. You just sent it out, and I caught it, and I said thank you. And that's the one that I live by right now that gets me through everything else. And, you know, I, I, I understand. That's why the name of my um, special is they finally get into the E. <laughs> yeah, for real. They finally getting to the ease. Quake, we love you, boy. Appreciate you so much, man. Good luck. We looking for you. And hey, man, hit it over the wall. I'm ready for it, man. And thank you, brother. Ladies and thank gentlemen, you, the one and only Earthquake. Quake, we love you. Quake, Quake. Love you, boy. Thank you. All right, coming up next, it is the nephew with the prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, she used to be my sugar baby. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? One of your twins is Mm -hmm. mine. What? One of your twins is mine. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Listen, it happens, y'all. Okay? Okay, first of all, none of y'all on this show are doctors. It happens. Okay? It happens. And we're things not idiots mis- either. Things, things get misconstrued sometimes. One of the twins, hey, hey, one of the twins is mine. Okay? All right? See how this going to work out for you. Okay. I want my baby. One of the twins is mine. Let's go, Kat. Hello? Uh, I'm trying to reach Tony. Yeah, this is Tony. Tony, what's going on, man? My, hey, brother, my name is Kendrick, man. I'm trying to reach out to you. You, um, are you are you the Tony that used to used to date? Man, <laughs> yeah. What about it, man? I was trying to reach out to you. Um, who you say this is again? My name Kendrick. Kendrick. I I, I got I got I got a little problem, bro. Hopefully we can work this out. Oh, man, look, man, I, I ain't got nothing to do with no damn no more, man. That's the past, dog. So ain't. Don't even call me about her, man. That just you know, I don't want to hear. Do you and do you and um you and do y'all have kids together? What? Do y'all have do y'all have, do y'all have children together? Yeah, I got kids from Cuba. Man, how you get my number, man? Say again. How you get my number? Hey, bro, I, I ain't trying to have no beef with you, man. It ain't it ain't nothing like that. I'm just y'all. Do y'all do you and have a set of twins? Yeah, man, we got a set of twins, man. But wait a minute, hold on, dog. Why are you calling me, man? Whatever you and did, man, that's you and dog. But what you asking me about my my kids for, man? Okay, bro. Here, here's I mean, I don't even know how to break this on you, but I'm just gonna just put it out there, okay? Just and just hear me out, man. Just hear me out. Uh, it's been brought to my attention that there is a strong possibility that one of the twins is mine. Oh, you crazy, them. Man, who you say you is again, man? This Kendrick, man. Man, 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 look, man, don't call my house with this. Man, how how a twin gonna be yours, man? They my twins, man. Hey, man, I I, I found out, and I, I thought I, I thought the same thing you thought, Tony. I was like, okay, man, that ain't even biologically possible, and man. That's what I thought, but I found out that two seeds could actually join together. <laughs> yeah. 
create twins, and each one of them could have a different daddy. I'm finding this out for the first for firsthand myself. Oh man, you ain't find man. Look, man, whatever, man. I'm telling you, dog, man. The, 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 the kids is mine, man. Hey, 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 you ain't got nothing to do with this, dog. You ain't got nothing to do with this, man. Hey, listen, man. All I'm trying to do is get to the bottom of something. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me listen to me. Let me ask you this: Your set of twins are they? Are they? I mean, are they the same shade of color? Are they different shades? I mean, I'm just asking. I've never man, seen them. Are man, they? Look, dog. Let me tell you something, man. I want you to get this through your head right now, man. Whatever you and got, that's on y'all, man. This ain't got nothing to do with my twins, man. Ain't got nothing to do with my twins, man. One of them dark skin, one of them light skin, man. Right there, right there, man. What? Right there, what? Okay, Tony. All right, let me ask you. What, what, what shade of color are you? Are you dark skin or light skin? Man, I'm dark skin, man. man I'm light skin. Man, I'm telling you, you, the light skin twin must be mine. You know what, man? I'm not going to even continue this conversation no more. I'm going to just tell you something, dog. You don't know who you with, because I will you up. You understand that, dog? Man, listen, I just found out that this this is a fluke accident that is possible to happen. Oh. You understand that you're talking about my kids, man? I understand that, man, and I understand the passion that you have for your children, man. I'm man, just no, trying to tell you one of the kids man, ain't you call yours, my Tony. house talking about my kids and yours, man. One of the twins is mine, man. Man, ain't no... Man, look, man. Look, dog, I tell you what, man. I'm going to let you make it, dog. You know what? Because don't call here no more, man. Whatever you and were doing, that's what you and that crazy is doing. So she with your old crazy, stupid You stupid enough to call here talking about one of the kids. You I guess she told you that stupid huh? Now, uh-uh, dog. Don't call me no more, man. Okay, Don't. okay, Tony, listen. Will you, will you consider, I mean, I got us an appointment tomorrow at the doctor. Would you consider bringing the kids so we can see which one is yours and which one dog, is mine? you are retarded, man. That's what's up with you, dog. You retarded, man. I, I ain't meet you no. Well, dog, that's what I'm talking about, man. I tell you what, dog, I'll meet you man to man, man, man to man, me and you, dog, man to man. I'm going to kick your so We ain't got to fight. Tony, I just want you to give me my child, man. I'm going to give you a whoop. I got my Louisville slugger, you stupid. That's what you is, man. You an ignorant man calling me Sunday morning talking about my kids. It's your kids. Man, you, you retarded. That that can't even happen, man. I understand it, man, but it's a fluke accident, and now you're trying to deprive me of me of having a relationship with my child. Man, I've been raising these kids for five years by my damn self, man. I get them up. I take them to ballet, man. I take them to Little League. You understand me, man? No, don't call me no more, man. Tony, I understand. And, dog, it was heartbreaking to me, too, Tony. Tell you what, man. I'm going to get off the phone. And uh, I'm, I'm, I, I want you, man, I want you to never, ever call my out. Don't call me with no ignorant like this. What you say your name is? What, 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 what's your name again, dog? Hey, man, hey, man. My, name Ken, my name Kendrick, man. Listen, listen, Tony. I'm going to find your dog. You understand that, dog? We're going to settle this with your You understand what you with, dog? Okay, but, but, but Tony, I got one more thing I want to say to you, okay? Man, you ain't got else to say to me, man. Tony, let me say one more thing to you, man. Man, okay, man. Hold on. No, baby. No, baby, daddy, all right. Yeah, y'all gonna play. I'll be, I'll be out there in a minute. Man, see, dog? Oh, man, you didn't got everybody around here all Man, I don't curse like this around my kids, man. Okay, man, can I say one more thing to you, man? All right, man, say what the you want to say. Don't call here no more, man. Tony.
This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. Oh, man. You know what, Tommy, man? Man, that's some up <laughs> man. You know what, dog? Man, you was really about to get your up, man. Man, you can't be with nobody about their kids nowadays, dog. Carla, what if I call your husband Tosh and say, uh, I'll give you ten thousand dollars for your daughter. Okay, I'll give you ten. What? Okay. Oh, you about to get you get cussed out New Orleans style. You think Joel was talking about, huh, baby? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> you wanna push his button? That's the one. Boy, like baby I'm girl. sure. His baby girl, boy. He's just like you. Hashtag Man. girl dad. Girl dad. Somebody say something about my baby girl. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Y'all going to have to come get me. But I don't know what the bell going to be, but y'all going to have to come get me. Yeah. And be comfortable with whatever the I'm comfortable with whatever the bell is. I got it. Just come get me. I just can't get to it. But come get me. So now you know. So why are you playing with people about their kids? Because it's my job, Carla. It's not your job. Nobody told you to do that. It's no. my job to Thank get people should. in a in a out just in an uproar. That's my as my granddad a uproar. It's my job <laughs> to get you in an uproar. <laughs> Your uncle is quiet on this. All right, nephew. Thank you. Coming up next, my strawberry letter subject. She used to be my sugar baby. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle mm-hmm. up. Never hold know. on tight. Yeah, you never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. the Strawberry Letter. Subject, she used to be my sugar baby. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 49-year-old retired businessman. I had had a startup in the early 2000s that did very well, and I sold it in a multi-million dollar deal. I make the majority of my income now from my real estate investments. That's how I met my 27-year-old fiancé. She was renting one of my houses, and after three months of her living there, we had sex, and I started taking care of her in every way. Here's why. Dot, dot, dot. The sex is beyond amazing, and she's a classy young woman by day, but at night, she's like my personal sex slave and vice versa. 
She has me under her spell, and I can't be next to her without touching her. I was ashamed at first of our age difference, but I got over it and started showing her off in our community. I proposed six months ago, and she has moved into my home, and I bought her two puppies as a welcome gift. The only big downfall of this relationship is that she has her priorities mixed up. When she moved out of my rental home, I had to do a few repairs and replace the carpet because she tore everything up. She can step out of the house without a single hair out of place, but she's failing miserably at housekeeping. I've never been with a woman that leaves dirty underwear on the floor. She won't do the simplest of things like rinse the tub out after her bath or wipe off the kitchen counter when she spills something. Our housekeeper now comes twice a week because my fiance and her puppies leave lots of big and little messes all over the house. Maybe this is an age thing or she lacks home training. Is it possible to turn my sugar baby into a decent wife or am I making a big mistake because of great sex? Hmm. Well, uh, I got to be a little messy right here and ask, don't you guys always make mistakes because of great sex, don't you? I mean, you name it, it's been done all in the name of great sex, whether it's cheating or fighting or lying or missing work or whatever the situation when great sex is involved, you guys lose your minds. I mean, let's face it, you're whipped. So it's no real surprise as to why you proposed and moved her right on in your house. But um, you're right, it does sound like a lack of proper home training, and uh, you've spoiled her rotten, sugar daddy. Well, um, you can speak to her about it, and I suggest you do it now before you guys get married. You know, tell her about the messes she and her little doggies that you bought her leave around the house. Um, I suggest you do it, like I said, before you get married, because if you continue to let it go, it's going to get worse after she becomes your wife. You know, don't write us then. Uh, She should at least be able to do the basics, you know, clean up a spill or don't leave dirty underwear around. But until then, I really hope you can afford to have your maid come and clean up behind her. Maybe she can come in, you know, more days now. Um, you know, can you turn your sugar baby into a decent wife or am you make, or are you making a big mistake because of sex? Um, you can, might be able to turn her into a decent wife, but she's got to get the basics down. I mean, that's the, the least, the very least she could do is clean up after herself. Steve? Uh, I don't normally start at the bottom of the letter, but based on the <laughs> comment that Shirley said, I'm going to start at the bottom just for a brief moment. Uh, I'm going to be a little messy here. So I'm just going to say it. Don't all men make big mistakes because of great sex. I knew, I knew that was going to so make you mad. So damn what? I knew that was going to make you mad. Don't nobody give a damn, Shirley, about <laughs> what you talking about. <laughs> so damn what? <laughs> We make big mistakes because of great sex. Yes. And the hell that got to do with it. That's what now let me doing. go on and start the letter. This 49-year-old man, retired businessman at 49, sold a startup deal, sold it for a multi-million dollar deal, making the majority of his money now from real estate, and that's how he met his 24-7-year-old fiance. She was renting one of your houses, and after three months of living there, we had sex. And I started taking care of her in every way. And here is why. Because sex is beyond amazing. 
and she's a classy young woman by day, and at night, she's my personal sex slave and vice versa. Mm. Well, dog, now, let's just start right here. <laughs> well, that's what you got. You got a 27-year-old personal sex slave and vice versa, and you her sex slave. You can't, if you sit next to her, you can't help but touch her. I got, okay, all right. So that's what you got. Then you say, I was ashamed at first of our age difference, but I go over, I got over there and started showing off, and I, I proposed six months ago. She'd have moved into my home, and I bought her two puppies as a welcoming gift. What? <laughs> Dog, who do that old-ass mess? <laughs> what, by puppies? Dog, you bought her two puppies as a welcoming gift. Dog, what you buy puppies for? What? Hell was the puppy's fault. <laughs> Why are you mad? She ain't asked you for no damn dog. She want free rent. She's sex slaving for rent. Nobody <laughs> asked you for no damn dogs. That's just like we asked this country to treat us just like they say in the Constitution. We ain't asked for Juneteenth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, you just hold your thoughts right oh, there. Oh, no damn okay? puppies. <laughs> Get it together. We'll uh, have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject, she used to be my sugar baby. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, let's recap, Steve. Today's strawberry letter, the subject, she used to be my sugar baby. Are you still mad? About those dogs. 49-year-old man, who tired <laughs> business man, made all these millions selling his company. Now he got real estate, and he done met this 27-year-old fiance. She mm-hmm. rented one of her houses after three months of living there. We had sex, and I started taking care of her in every way, and here's why. Because the sex is beyond amazing. Mm-hmm. She's a classy young woman by day, but at night she's like my personal sex slave and vice versa. Well, like I said, that's what you got, dog. You got a sex slave. So all this other stuff you finna ask for, I'm finna ask you something. She got you under her spell. You can't even sit next to her without touching. But then you started showing off in the community and you proposed six months ago. She done moved into your house and you done bought her two damn puppies as a welcoming gift. <laughs> Man, you, so you dog, you so damn stupid. See, <laughs> he, he, he keep He's doing, you, you, all your mistakes is, is worse. Now, you the mood this woman in your house. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I ain't mad at you. You in love with her. You in love with your sex. I got you. I understand. Mm-hmm. But the puppies, though. And then you come talking about the only big downfall in this relationship, and she got her priorities mixed up. When she moved out of my rental home, I had to do a few repairs and replace the carpet because she tore everything up. Hell, you just said she a sex lady. So what is, huh? Sex lady going to tear your house up. Wait a minute, hold up, dog. You you think while she was living over there, you was the only one? Steve. Oh. Wait a minute, hold up. How you think the house got tore up? <laughs> Wait a minute, hold up. You can't be all that good at sex at 27. I ain't had none before. I'm not dogging the lady. I'm not knocking her. But I'm just saying to bruh, come on, man. You got a sex slave. The sex is amazing. You get amazing at sex because you done got good at sex. You get good at sex because you done had sex. Come on, I ain't knocking them. I'm just saying that's what you got. You got what you wanted. You got a sex slave. Now you looking over there because she done tore the house up. 
slaving hard. Sex slaving hard on carpet, walls, racks, shower curtains, the back of the toilet, doorknobs. What's happening there? You got to use all this when you sex slaving. You all this get tore up at a house. Slaving hard on the house. You're in here drilling holes in walls and putting up swaying sets and diving boards is in the middle of the living room wall and trampolines coming out the, the kitchen. Are you sex slaving? Why you think the house tore up? You tore the carpet up and ripped it, sliding furniture across there. Oh my now, gosh. she can step out the house without a single hair out of place, but she's failing miserably at housekeeping. I've never been with a woman that leaves dirty underwear on the floor. She won't do the simplest of things like rinse out the tub after a bath or wipe off the kitchen counter if she spills something. Dog ain't going to tell you this no more. She a sex slave. She don't do housework. (laughs) She a sex slave. You got, it take time to sex slave. You tired when you get through slaving. She a sex slave. She ain't just a regular slave. She a sex slave. Now, if you want another kind of slave, you got to make another move. But you got a sex slave, dog. She here for sex. She ain't here for housework. You need a maid. You need a maid and a housekeeper come in every day. Mm -hmm. Because she tired. She left her underwear in the floor. That's where you took them off at. Mm. (laughs) Remember, you were sex slaving. Our housekeeper now comes twice a week because my fiance and her puppies leave lots of big and little messes all over the house. Hey, 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 quit talking to me about this mess these puppies made because your ass bought them damn puppies. <laughs> there we go with the puppies. I told again. your stupid ass as soon as I read about these puppies. What the hell you buy them puppies for? <laughs> now you want you thought puppies you thought the puppies was potty trained? You thought they house trained? As soon as you buy them? No. She don't take care of nothing. How you figure she's gonna take care of these two damn dogs? See, you stupid, yeah. dog. You done bought a lot of this on yourself. I don't mm-hmm. feel sorry for you, Pim. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is an age thing or she lacks home training. Dog, she good at what she trained at doing. <laughs> and what is that? Oh, She's sex slaving. Uh-huh. Here we go. She ain't the housekeeper. She ain't Molly maid. That ain't what she do, dog. She turn them out. Nobody got no time to be picking up underwear and wiping off counters. Why has I got to wipe off the counter? I was just crawling on it a minute ago. <laughs> Pick up my underwear. I don't know where you told my drawers off at. You told them off. I was just running by. You told my drawers off. They was in your mouth a minute ago. Now you done dropped them somewhere. Now you want me to go back around the house find these panties. I'm not going to do all that and be your sex slave. Gosh. Is it possible to turn my sugar baby into a decent wife or am I making a big mistake because of great sex? No, I'm not saying that the girl can't be a wonderful wife. I ain't what I'm saying. I ain't saying the girl cheating on you or none of that. I ain't saying none of that. But sex ladies don't do housework. <laughs> now, you're going to have to bring that maid in every damn day. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. 
he needs to do. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's <laughs> Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey and FM put on them Instagram. puppies in a box somewhere <laughs> and cut her ass down to the pet store. On Instagram and Facebook, check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 after the hour, Steve will be back with Sports Talk in for Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Tommy, you had a question you wanted to ask your uncle about uh, tonight's game. Junior's out, Steve's in. With yeah, Sports I Talk. was going. Yeah, I was going to put a little wager on the game. You know, this is the Phoenix Suns against the Milwaukee Bucks. This is the NBA Finals. This is Game Six. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be played in Milwaukee. Uh, you know, and, and you know the, the Phoenix Suns got to bring it. Uh, it's, 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 they up against the wall, but I will say this. I just want, you know, you know, I'm always trying to bet my uncle on something, so I'm just thinking, you know, a nice $5,000 bet. Wait, wait, watch me now. $5,000 bet that Chris Paul, I ain't saying he gonna win it, but 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 he gonna hit 20. That's that's it. That he gonna hit twenty. I'm I'm scared of any other. Ain't nobody finna uh, uh, bet you no damn five thousand dollars. Chris Paul hit twenty points. <laughs> <laughs> he got the ball in his hand every time they come up the damn floor. What the hell? Nobody finna take that stupid ass bet. I thought you was finna make a real bet. I got excited. I'm saying I'm finna take this fool money. Back okay. bet Chris Paul get twenty. You damn right he gonna get twenty. Okay. Well, you give me a bet though, then. Huh? What's your bet then? Come on. I bet you the Greek freak get thirty. No, nah, that's, that's 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 almost automatic. I wouldn't do that either. Well, how much okay, do let's, they average? Let's, how many points does each? Right in average? well, both of them in the thirties. Well, now nah, Chris ain't always thirty, but he be right in there though. Okay. So they both they both in there. Let's let's bet on somebody else on the team. Huh? Devin Booker. What about him? Ooh, twenty five. <laughs> that's a bad boy right there. 25. Light skin hit 25. What you think? Steve. I bet he hit 28. Okay. So what's the bet? Okay, wait. No, what's the wager? No, no, he done made it all Vegas now. Nah, I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> How you gonna talk Your money don't noise? make money? <laughs> Come on. See, he don't read no betting books, nothing. He just came on here talking. <laughs> <laughs> he goes with his gut. <laughs> All right, all right. Oh, okay, Let's, so Devin Booker, he said 28. You said 25. So what's the bet, Tommy? He ain't going to take the bet. I ain't going to take that bet, Carl. I ain't going to take that bet. What kind of bet are you doing? I'm, I'm doing some safe betting, Carla. This is safe. <laughs> this is trying <laughs> not to lose. Bet. You're scared. Okay, how about that big boy that Phoenix got? I bet he hit 20. Andre Aiden? Yeah. Aiden? 20. Now, that's saying a lot right there. Huh? You bet he hit 20. Yeah. Okay, how much you want to bet? Oh. I mean, don't come up with no 5000 That's too much. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do $5,000. i am going to do like. Talking? I'm going to take some zeros <laughs> off. I'm going to put $50 on that right now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to buy out gracefully. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up. <laughs> thank you, guys. Coming up at the top of the hour, our voting rights. This is very serious. Our voting rights are under attack. We're going to talk about this right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. What is going on? Here we go again. Now, did you guys see on social media the head of the Congressional Black Caucus? Her name is Joyce Beatty. 
Well, Miss Beattie got into good trouble, as John Lewis would say, mm. and uh, she, along with other voting rights activists, were arrested by U.S. Capitol Police for participating in a voting rights protest in a march around the Senate Heart Office atrium as they asked the Senate to pass the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Okay, that's all they were doing, just protesting. Uh, and, and here's the question, though. Here's the question. Where was that same energy to arrest protesters during the insurrection on January 6th? Okay, because they came and it got wasn't these... wasn't that there. Yeah, they came yeah. and got these voting rights protesters right away, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all looking for fair? That's what y'all looking for? <laughs> We well, all remember when the domestic terrorists destroyed federal property, they trampled people, they rushed doors, uh, officers were killed, people were killed. I mean, come on. And all they were doing was, were, was protesting uh, voter suppression. But they got arrested immediately. I mean, it's, it's the racism that this country is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. uh, blatant racism that this country exhibits. And they do it in your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do it and they stand right there and tell you that's not what it is. When clearly we know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's been going on for the longest. I'm not surprised by any of this. Do you know now that the senators and Republicans are trying to whitewash the riot on January 6th? Oh, yeah. yes. yes. And yes, if sure. you look at the mm-hmm. tape, they were just patriotic Americans. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exhibiting, there was no threats, there was no downplaying like, it, downplaying oh, terrorist acts. Back at Donald Trump. Yeah. The man now is dead, the woman mm-hmm. is dead, all this mm-hmm. stuff right here. Mm-hmm. And so these racist people that this country has elected and put into office are hell bent, and now they don't care because Donald Trump has empowered all of them to be who they are. Mm-hmm. I was watching a show uh, last night on Netflix called Tyrants. Mm-hmm. And the and the whole thing on Netflix is how you can become a tyrant. And there's mm-hmm. a playbook on how to become a tyrant. And they were talking about Idi Amin, they were talking about Muammar Gaddafi, they were talking about Hitler. Mm-hmm. Those were the three they were focusing on. And they were talking about how to become a tyrant. But if you listen to what they said, and I mean listen to it, mm-hmm. that playbook mm-hmm. is exactly what's being used today in the United States in America by Donald Trump. He did exactly. There's a first thing you have to do is create a movement. And then when you create a movement, you have to create a slogan. And then you have to find an enemy. And then you have to you have to put on a good face with your slogan and your cause and your enemy. The enemy became anybody that wasn't a Donald Trump fan. Right, right. It became yeah. CNN and fake news. It yes, became uh, uh, the border. Mm-hmm. It became the Muslims. Mm-hmm. He banned Muslims. He went down there and threw out DACA. He went down there and wanted a wall. He went down, and now, and then it was the athletes. And mm-hmm. so, and everybody that he created as an enemy was a minority. Mm-hmm. So he drummed up his racist supporters and then he gave them a slogan, make America great again. Right. And yeah. so now they had a cause, they had an enemy, and they had a slogan. And that's how you become a tyrant. 
And they didn't say that on Netflix, but as I watched the method that Momar, that Idi Amin, and that Hitler used, Mm -hmm. they just used it in this country. They Mm -hmm. did the same thing. His name, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. If he could be a tyrant, he would. Please understand, y'all. And that's what we're dealing with here. And they scared of it. All right. This is blatant uh, racism, man. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, stay is. woke. Please stay woke, Steve Harvey Nation. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, we got to say congratulations going out to Reverend Jesse Jackson. Reverend Jackson. Jesse? Un- yes, yes. Jesse, Jesse. Mm-hmm. He was honored with France's highest merit Legion of Honor award. France President Emmanuel Marcon said that the Reverend Jackson has never stopped campaigning for peace justice. He went on to say that the values that Reverend Jesse Jackson has promoted are also those of the French Republic. Reverend Jesse Jackson said in part, I am honored for this prestigious recognition and let's continue to work together to promote global peace and balance economic growth and development. So congratulations once again to Reverend Jackson. Reverend Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Reverend Jesse mm-hmm. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank, I want to say thank uh-uh, you very Tommy. much. I want to say oh. I thank you that I got there an award. Goes. I got an award from France. Uh, so much it made me dance. Uh, I want to let you know that it made me hot in my pants. It is great. It is a great understanding. What you don't know is my younger son, Lance. Let me know that uh, when we get back to America, we're going to take a stance. Because right now, <laughs> I'm coming Tommy. home with my wad. <laughs> you are crazy. <laughs> For real. You play too much. Yeah, but you, you nailed it, though. I got to right. tell you, you nailed it. Well, let America know that I will be coming home with a great award in an establishment that most people did not know about. But here I am bringing it back to home, to my hometown of Chicago, Illinois. Thank you so kindly. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend Jackson, and congratulations again. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 33 minutes after the hour, (laughs) right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for Ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one, CLO, is from Melinda in Augusta, Georgia. Melinda writes, I'm a 56-year-old married woman, and I'm having an affair with a truck driver. He was passing through town, and I met him at my son's barbershop. He's made several trips to see me, and we had sex for the first time on his last visit. He wants me to ride to Charleston with him one weekend for a romantic giveaway. Uh, getaway. My marriage is uh, troubled and this affair is a lot cheaper than counseling. The trucker does not know I'm married. Should I tell him or should what? I enjoy one last rendezvous with him? What? Well, you got to tell the man you marry. Yeah. Because then, then but, but yeah, you got to tell him now so he'll know what he in. Because see, he got to be on point. What he can't do is have your husband roll up on him and he go, who the hell is this? Because he's going to think you his. But, you know, you saying this affair is, is better than therapy. I don't know. What, I mean, look, I ain't knocking what you're doing. I understand. Um, but, you know, you're 56. Hell, yeah, you got to tell this man you married. Or oh, one more. One more what? Your marriage <laughs> in want, trouble. Yeah. Don't she be She just want to ride down it. the street. On, she just want to ride down the street and enjoy mm-hmm. one more time. That's all she wants. But, Tommy, all you right. and I both know this stuff ain't free. I know. Yeah. I know. 
All right. Well, you finna go for a weekend and your husband ain't gonna ask yeah, where you what, at. what are you talking about? It's gonna all end in an ass whooping, but it's just how much you get in before that. <laughs> your favorite that. thing, you know Tommy. That's, That's your favorite all thing. All in in an ass whooping, but just how much of this weekend you get in. <laughs> Don't do it. To be- all right, moving on, CLO. Tanya in Tyler, Texas says, My mom and my dad have decided they're in an open marriage, and it shocked me and my siblings. My mom is a retired teacher, and my dad is a retired principal. I don't think my mom fully knows what an open marriage is. My dad is reaping all of the benefits, and I saw him with a woman in the car last week at Walgreens. My mom has always done whatever pleases my dad, and she doesn't like to rock the boat, as she always says. Should I tell her what an open marriage truly is, or do I mind my business? Your mom ain't stupid. Your mama know what an open marriage is. It, it say open. We in a marriage that's open. You ain't even got to be smart to know what that is. You know, you, all these years you've been in a closed off marriage, now all of a sudden it's open. Mm-hmm. So your mama know what that means. She's an now, if your mama's, <laughs> I mean, look, right. I mean, look, yeah. you they, you can Google that. Yeah. <laughs> you can Google open marriage now. You ain't got to wonder what it is. Stay out your way. You don't know what your mama doing, though. What See, because because women are way slicker. Yeah. So if I was you, I'd just go and stay out the way. Mm-hmm. What you think her let, daddy let doing at Walgreens? What are they getting over there? <laughs> what you think they getting out of Walgreens? I just want to ask. Anyway, moving on. All right, coming up, it's Steve Harvey and his closing remarks. You don't want to miss it at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day, right before uh, Steve and his closing remarks. It's been a good day. Uh, thanks again to Earthquake, and congratulations again to Earthquake for yes, his next special that's Go coming ahead, up. Yeah. Quake. <laughs> With Dave Chappelle, that's so great. Yes, it is. Love happy him. Happy for him. Happy yes. for him. I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's been grinding a long time, man. Yes, that brother's been grinding a long time. I'm telling time. you, man, he deserves yes. it. Very yes, deserving. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, Steve. Well, for your closing. Um, today, I'm going to stay on the subject of positivity. I'm going to stay on the subject of spirituality. And as you know, I don't push my faith on anybody. I give everybody the right to believe whatever you want to believe. A great deal of my friends happen to be Muslims. And I say that warm-heartedly. A great deal of my friends happen to be Muslims. And I respect their faith, man. I really, really do. I I have seen it work for them. They also respect my faith because I'm a Christian. So we can talk, laugh, go to games, go to dinner, enjoy each other's company. Because we've, we've, we've come to respect one another. And that's all we need in this world is some respect. And so in terms of spirituality, I'm okay with the person being whatever they are. But whatever faith you belong to, if you're Jehovah Witness, if you're Seventh-day Adventist, Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Muslim, Christian, Buddhist, whatever you are, I'm fine with all of it. If that's what makes your world the best for you, I'm with it. It's not my job to judge. He didn't put me here to judge. God is the judge of all of us, not me. 
But I want to talk to all of you who are people of faith. And the subject that I'm, I'm talking to you about is don't let people talk you out of what God has for you. This is an important message, man. Don't let people talk you out of what God has for you. Do you know how many times people have been talked out of some great ideas, some wonderful opportunities? Have You know how many times people have been talked out of their visions? You know how many times people have been talked out of their dreams? And do you realize out of all those people that have been talked out of stuff, there are still those who have made it happen when all others said it couldn't be done. Because you know what? They refuse to let people talk to them out of what God had for them. See, a lot of times, man, you have to understand what your ideas are. Why you keep dreaming of something over and over. Why you keep having these visions about you doing this or becoming that. that that's God talking to you. And I've said it a thousand times before. God puts your future in your imagination. He shows it to you in your imagination. But see, when you tell it to people and they start talking you out of it, you have to understand why they're talking you out of it. As soon as you tell your great idea, your vision, or your dream to somebody, and you start getting negative pushback, as soon as you get it, do what I do. Say, okay, all right, my bad. They don't see it. They don't see it. And they don't. And they oftentimes don't mean you no harm. They just don't see it. But you know why they don't see it? Because God didn't show it to them. He showed it to you. He put your future into your imagination. He showed you these visions of dreams because they're visions of dreams of yours. He didn't show it to them. It's okay that they don't get it. It's okay that they don't see it. It's okay that they don't support you. But stop letting people talk you out of what God has for you. How they know? Who are they? Had I listened to my family, I wouldn't even be sitting here today. Had I listened to people closest to me, do you, let me tell you something. One dude I knew in Cleveland named Russell Middlebrooks told me, yeah, man, you got to go do this hard. And the only member in my family told me to go forward was my father. My mother, and I love my mother more than I loved anybody on ever lived on this earth. She ain't see it, though. My mama didn't see it. My two brothers didn't see it. My sisters didn't see it. None of my friends saw it. When I was out there scratching, man, they used to come up to my mama's house and go, have you heard from Steve, Miss Harvey? No. no, you know, he out there trying to make it. You know, Steve just lazy. He don't want to work. No, man, I ain't lazy. I just don't want to work for nobody else. I saw something else for me. But they still my friends. They just didn't see it. They can still be your friends, y'all, but stop letting them talk you out of what God got for you. Your, your friends can still be your friends and not see what you're going after. You don't need everybody's support. And I got news for you. Everybody can't give you their support. Because how they going to support something they can't see or believe in? Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. 
You asking them to have some faith in something they can't see no how? Half them people ain't got no faith in you, ain't got no faith in they self. How's somebody going to see something for you and they ain't never seen nothing for they self? Man, you better step away from these folks. I'm telling y'all one more time. Don't let people talk you out of what God has for you. God got a life for you, and he put that life in your imagination. Believe in it, work for it, and achieve it. God is in the make your dream come true business, and he's in the blessing business. Okay? Okay. Those are my closing remarks today. Hope you got something from it. Hey, listen, y'all, talk to God. He'd love to hear from you, okay? That's for real. Woo! Okay. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 